Good morning. morning. That was a good good morning. Welcome. Welcome to Noblesville First. We are so glad you are here joining us this morning. I am Pastor Jill, and today we welcome Bonnie Zitkraft to the pulpit to give the message this morning. So we're looking forward to hearing from her. I heard it in the 815, and you will love it. So glad to hear from her today. We will continue our series on doing a new thing, a church in transition, as we anticipate our new senior pastor, Nicole, coming in just a few weeks. So look forward to hearing from Bonnie. Today we, of course, light our Light of Christ candle to unite with those who are joining us online, that we are all worshiping in the same spirit and truth. Let's join together in our call to worship. We gather this day from a week filled with needs and demands come to find rest and renewal for our spirits. We open our hearts in love to hear the voice of God. We quietly rest in God's presence, free from the clamor of the world. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Let's stand and sing together, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Let us pray. Holy God, we gather today from so many walks of life. We give you thanks for a new day to worship you, to praise you, and to be with one another. Open our hearts to the words we will hear this morning, the music that will fill our souls, and the ways that we are together as friends and family, united in you. Send your spirit to worship with us, that we will be fulfilled to leave this place to share the good news of your love for all. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I invite you to be seated and we'll sing together our prayer song, Spirit Song. Mm-hmm. 
one of my favorite hymns. This week I want to make sure you know about some joys, concerns, and other things you might keep in your own prayers this coming week as we lift up these people and situations. We pray for Mary Kennedy and her husband Joe. Mary has been released from the hospital for infection and will anticipate surgery soon. We pray for Warren Sarber and his wife Kathy. Warren is right now at St. Vincent's anticipating extensive heart surgery. We pray for Paige Sexton, who's having surgery for lymph node removal on Thursday. So we pray for her recovery and anticipation of any test results. We also want to make sure you take a moment this morning to think of the people and situations in your life that you'd like to lift up. We also pray for our community. We pray for our church as we anticipate Pastor Nicole and her family. We lift up our nation. We lift up places of gun violence and, of course, war around the world. We have some joys to share with you today as well. We celebrate that our church family continues to grow, worship, and pray, guided by the Holy Spirit, especially in our time of transition. And I learned that today is National Ice Cream Day. <laughs> Thank you, Bonnie, for letting us know that. So I hope that you all have ice cream plans after church today. <clears throat> and of course, we celebrate the, the rain that was much, much needed. Let us join together in our call to prayer. Patient Lord, we confess that we have fallen into the habit of scheduling our lives down to the second and crowding in as much activity as possible. We are tired and in need of your calming touch and your healing presence. Forgive us for getting so caught up in the details of life that we miss the opportunity to sit with you to learn, listen, and grow in our faith. Help us to linger in your presence so we may see the wonders you have placed before us. We ask this in the name of our gentle shepherd, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Let's pray together in silence for a few moments, followed by a pastoral prayer, and then we'll say the Lord's Prayer together. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and fill us. As we sang just moments ago, Jesus, come and fill your lambs. Lord, we have so much to offer today, so much that's on our minds today, so many people, situations, and joys to celebrate. Today, Lord, we especially lift up Mary Kennedy and Joe for Warren and Kathy, for Paige, for all of those who went unnamed but are named in our hearts, who are recovering from surgeries or struggling with illnesses or facing the last moments of life. Lord, we take time today to lift up our community right here in Noblesville. 
We give you thanks for the many wonderful things that our church is doing. We celebrate that your spirit is among us. We ask for your guidance as we move forward together, as we anticipate change and transition. We may have anxieties, we may have fears, we may have questions. But fill our hearts, too, with excitement and anticipation for the new things to come. May we continue to dream together. We pray that we will continue to be a light to our community, that we will be your hands and feet, that we will continue to have compassion. We will continue to pray and work together. Lord, we lift up those in our community and beyond who are struggling. Perhaps people who are feeling lost. Perhaps struggling with addiction. Perhaps struggling with whatever life is throwing at them. We lift up places today that is wrought with gun violence, with war, with disease. May we continue to offer peace, your peace, O oh God, that passes all understanding. And today we come with so many joys to lift up as well. For fellowship, for new life, for ice cream, for all the little things that make our lives joyful and meaningful. May we not forget today to thank someone for the ways that they have shaped us and given us encouragement. May we let someone know how much they mean. And today, O oh God, as we anticipate hearing about how you use ordinary people for extraordinary things, may we sense your call to be extraordinary in our own ways. We will continue to spread the good news of your kingdom. This and so much more we ask in the name of Jesus, who teaches us to pray by saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after His name is 
Unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Majesty, kingdom authority flows from the throne unto his own, his anthem raise. So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Majesty, worship his majesty. Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. The name of Jesus. Can invite Kim forward. We're going to welcome her into membership this morning. She'll stand right here next to me. Now, if you've come to the church office lately, you'll see Kimberly sitting at the desk some of the time, right? So tell us how long you've been a part of Noblesville First. Uh, since about a year and a half. Okay. What's something you like about our congregation? Uh, I like the people. I like the kindness and the compassion of everyone. Great. Well, we are excited to officially have you. Let me hook back up here. Officially welcome you today. And we'll walk through your vows, and the congregation will have their part here in a little bit. So get ready. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are included in God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through confirmation, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. 
So today we present Kimberly Griffiths, who today is formally making a covenant with the Noblesville First Church family. Our faith appreciates the mystery of God and has for centuries affirmed the Holy Trinity, Father, Creator, Son, and Holy Spirit to embrace the fullness of God. So Kimberly, do you reaffirm your faith in God as your maker, in Christ as your Lord, and in the Holy Spirit as your strength? and commit yourself to deepening your relationship with God. And so say, I do. I do. do. The commandments of God were given to the people of Israel for their benefit, and so they might be a nation that blesses the world. When Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was, his answer was twofold. First, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. And the second, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do you embrace these commands as your purpose in this life? I do. The United Methodist Church is an ecumenical and connectional church. We impact the world by working together with other congregations and have many unique ministries in connection with other United Methodist churches. So as members of Christ Universal Church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? So say, I will. And as members of this congregation here, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? So say, we will. We will. Members of this household of God, I commend Kimberly to your love and care. Will you do all in your power to increase her faith, her love, and her service? So say, we will. And join me on the screens. We'll have your part. We give thanks for all that God has already given you. And we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation, we renew our covenant to faithfully participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. And all the people said, Amen. We are thrilled to have you officially. I know you've been with us for a little bit. And uh, feel free to join me after so people can greet you and welcome you. Maybe you'll even make, make some new acquaintances this morning. And just a reminder that we so look forward to welcoming new members into our church. So if you have been coming for a little bit and not made it official, We would love to talk to you and celebrate your faithfulness to our church community. So thank you, Kimberly, for for having us and being a part of us. Welcome. Hello, Noble Dole First. I'm Pastor Jill, and I'm coming to you today to talk about some different worship opportunities that we have in case... You're looking for a little variety to your worship experience here at church. I have Pam Kaplinger, who is our hospitality coordinator, as well as someone who's gotten more involved in the contemporary worship service. She has a beautiful voice if you want to come hear her on Sunday mornings. Yeah. So Pam, tell us some of the really great things about contemporary worship. Why do you like it? I've always loved contemporary worship. I love the band aspect. I love the electric drums. You can come hear Eric. He's been playing since he was 13. Um, I love 
all of the um, the instruments. And so if, if that's something that you've grown up with, Petra, Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, um, Hillsong, if you love that style of worship, then you need to come see us at our 11 o'clock contemporary service. Yeah, and every week we do communion. So if you're the kind of person that enjoys being at, at the table with other people, hearing about the message of Jesus and the story of the Last Supper, that's offered every week to those who attend contemporary worship. Pam, what is your favorite worship song that we do? My favorite worship song that we do is Sing, 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 because it's just upbeat, it's fast. Um, I like to dance. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but I enjoy moving. And I like worshiping, lifting my hands, and you can do that to an upbeat contemporary worship song. Yeah, we have a lot of, I think, a more a full body experience at contemporary worship. People come as they are. We have people who come in from anything from jeans and t-shirts to, oh, yeah. to beach casual <laughs> to dressed up. Uh, it's a very casual, praise atmosphere. And we really hope that you will consider, if you're looking just for a little bit of variety, to come check out Contemporary Worship. We meet at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings in Celebration Hall. And of course, you'll get praise music, you'll get communion, you'll get a sermon, prayer time, and fellowship with people you may not have met before because we have several that kind of float in and out from the different services. So come check us out on Sunday mornings at 11. And also, we will continue our Thursday night worship at 6.30 every Thursday night. We have communion in that worship every week as well. We have a more casual atmosphere. We have kind of a, a conversational sermon. And I know, Pam, you've attended a few times. What's something that you've enjoyed about Thursday night? I enjoyed Thursday night worship when um, I saw someone worshiping actually from their lake house. And I thought that was so neat. Like she said, I'm in my happy place. It's quiet, but I can still connect with my church community and talk about Jesus and find out, learn what the church is doing while I'm um, seemingly on vacation. So that was really a nice aspect that she could do that. Yeah, <laughs> just something different. And we're inviting other of our staff members to come and give the message and to help facilitate. So it's also a chance to get to know a variety of our staff too. And it's just a really great chance to get to know people in a more intimate setting. We offer it at 6.30 on Thursdays, both in the Vine at our church building and also on Zoom. And you can find that link on the church website and anyone is welcome to attend. So if you're just looking for something different, if you're looking for a way to connect with other people, to have kind of an out of the box worship experience, to understand a little more about what the topics are that we're diving into, to ask questions, to wrestle with your faith. Maybe Thursday night is a place you could come check out and find a new experience there for you. So we hope that if you are looking for alternatives this summer and moving forward, you'll consider either contemporary worship on Sundays at 11 or Thursday nights at 6.30. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, you're getting a lot of me this morning. I apologize. <laughs> we have a few announcements that I want to make sure you're aware of. We have a really fun way for our kids to wrap up our summer here at Noblesville First, starting with a back-to-school bash on Saturday the 30th, and that's from 5 to 8 p.m. Anyone's welcome to attend, children, people of all ages, so we hope to see you there. There's going to be 
food, inflatables, music, prizes, uh, a tattoo artist, and a pie the pastor. So, come on, come on for that, that fun. That'll get you out, right? Uh, the junk food walk, photo booth, all kinds of things. Um, so please come out. We're also looking for volunteers. There's a sign-up on the website. Uh, David McKenzie would love to have you come out and, and volunteer your time. It's going to be a really fun evening. And then the following day, Sunday at 9.45, during our regular children's programming, is Sunday Splash. So bring the kids in swimsuits, sunscreen, bring a towel, etc. There's going to be a water slide in our parking lot, I understand, and water balloons and all kinds of fun water activities. So that's going to be on the 31st. And reminder that we would love for you to sign up for a meet and greet with Pastor Nicole. Go to our website, click on her picture. There are times listed there for you to sign up to come and have a conversation with, with Nicole in a more intimate group. So that is coming up as well. And our Grief Share ministry is starting back up on August 11th from 6.30 to 8.30. So if you or someone that you know would benefit from this Grief Share program, we'd love to have you attend. Um, you don't have to attend every single week. If you feel like you can only make a few, that would be okay. We would just love to have you um, join us on Thursday evenings for the Grief Share. So we hope that you will continue to check out our website for the many other ministry opportunities and ways to get involved. Um, Next Steps is a great place to start. And if you're visiting for the first time today, we do welcome you. Uh, Pam is downstairs practicing with the praise band, but Bonnie and I would be happy to welcome you and give you a, a gift this morning. And now as we enter into our time of offering, I invite you to pray and discern about the ways that you will give. We can't have all of these wonderful ministries and programmings without your support, whether it's financial, whether it's your presence, volunteering your time, your gifts, and your talents. So we ask our blessing, God's blessing, upon the gifts that we will give today and in the future. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for the generous ways that you pour out your love and grace to each one of us. Open our hearts this morning that we may give something back to you as a token of our affection and appreciation. We know there are so many ways that we can reach out to our community, to care for our children, to care for those who are grieving, to have worship that fills us up and renews us to face a new week or whatever we are dealing with. So, Lord, our gifts are a huge part of that. So open our hearts and send your spirit upon them that whatever we are able to give, that you will use those gifts to multiply and to spread the word of your kingdom here on earth. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Good morning. Oh, you guys are awesome. You just sat down naturally. That was great. Please join me in a prayer for understanding. God of wisdom, by the leading of your spirit, open our minds to receive new insights from familiar stories. Open our hearts to grasp deeper truth revealed through the scriptures and through Jesus Christ, your living word. Amen. I'd like to welcome those also that are online as well this morning and all of you here, of course, as well. Please hear these words from the Gospel of Luke. This morning I'll be reading from the New Living Translation, Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 33 and 39 through 45. Reads like this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of the ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry to exclaim to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. These are the words of God to which God's children say, thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Well, this is my dog, Houston. I take him for a car ride and a little walk every day. In fact, he loves car rides so much, he would get a driver's license if I let him. <laughs> and he's fearless on walks. Do any of you have a dog? Oh, yeah, quite a few. So maybe you know what I'm talking about. When he's walking along, if there's a hole in the ground, he jams his muzzle way down into that hole. Now, I don't know about any of you, but I certainly wouldn't be sticking my face down inside of a hole. I mean, after all, this is Indiana, right? You never know what critters might be down there, like a Hoosier earthworm with big, sharp teeth. <laughs> or these cute little tiny chipmunk things that build their condominiums a few inches underground so you can twist an ankle while you're mowing the grass. It could be a python down there. I mean, really, you don't know. And in fact, that's not too far-fetched where I came from in Florida. 
But if you'll indulge me, I'd like to share another story about Houston and my late husband, Joe, and how this ties into today's scripture from the Gospel of Luke and the visit between Mary and Elizabeth. About three and a half years ago, Houston was confined to our bedroom while the hospice chaplain came to our home and who said a prayer with us before he left. I'll never forget when I let that dog out of the bedroom. Here comes Houston, rip-roaring down the hallway and turning the corner and sliding. And all of a sudden, he stopped. He sat right down in front of my husband and he froze. He didn't move. My husband was sitting in this rocking chair at the time. He sat right down in front of my husband and his eyes grew hugely big and his ears came close to his head. And he looked at Joe and then he looked up. And then he looked down at Joe again and he'd look up. Mm. He repeated this for several minutes over and over again up toward the ceiling down at Joe. Just moving his head up at the ceiling and down at Joe. He definitely saw something that I could not see. And as wondrous and mysterious as it was, after a few minutes, it started creeping me out. So I called Houston to finally redirect his attention and get him out in the backyard. I know he saw something. Maybe it was an angel. Maybe it was the Lord himself. I can't say for certain. The next day, Joe was admitted to the hospice center, and during his more coherent moments, he was visited by three different chaplains on three different days, each one asking him about his faith and his belief in God, because that's what pastors do, right? Each time he responded that he was raised Catholic, has seen the hypocrisy, and was angry and disappointed at the whole thing. And for the first time ever, he declined to pray with the chaplains, but I think he listened as they prayed with me at the foot of the bed. Before becoming too weak to get out of bed, I helped him one last time to steady his gait as he exited the bathroom with his walker, and he reached for something that I could not see. He stopped. He reached for the ceiling, and he did it over and over again and with a broad smile on his face he continued to reach for something over and over that was before the first of many doses of morphine that he would receive over the next three days you know when we were first married 37 years prior i accompanied him for a year or two to our local catholic church in secret as a protestant and I even received Holy Communion. <clears throat> then, after a while, we just stopped going to church. We didn't go anymore. I'm not sure why. Now, please don't get me wrong. We had many, many great years together. But in all those years of marriage, we never read the Bible together or prayed at home together, and never even really discussed God together. Above all else, perhaps that was my biggest lament, not having someone 
who wanted to pray with me. And in fairness, I should have asked, but I didn't. But as he laid in that hospital bed, riddled with cancer, unresponsive, and shortly before his passing, I went to his bedside and I told him, Joe, you could be mad at religion all you want, but don't be mad at God because he didn't do any of this. That's all I said. I'm not sure why I said it, and only God knows if Joe ever heard me. I told him I loved him, and he passed later that night. After knowing Joe for almost 40 years, I never saw the look of total and complete peace on his face as I did just after he passed. To be honest, I was shocked and joyful at the same time to think how God still loved this man who was one of his lost sheep crying out for his loving shepherd to rescue him and take him home to heaven. I could not plainly hear or see this, but God could. Oh, God's great care and mercy. I was looking directly at the glory of God. We know so little of God's great plans and his power. Then last year, and on my wedding anniversary nonetheless, I dropped a stack of papers on the floor and was gathering them all up. And when I found this old picture of Joe at work, just smiling and holding up a box of cereal called Complete. I'm not sure if this cereal is even on the market anymore, but I thought to myself, yes, Joe, your journey is now complete. Rest in God's peace. You see, God does extraordinary things using ordinary people just like Joe and you and me. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies those that he calls in extraordinary ways. And God calls each of you to do his wonders in this world for his sake and his glory, just like he called Mary and Elizabeth to bear the King of Kings and the Lord's predecessor and baptizer. Their willingness to believe and to fully trust in the Lord changed the world forever. The women were ordinary, but they were willing to be changed based on their faith in God alone. Based on their faith. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, knew it too. We tend to focus on his words when his heart was strangely warmed, don't we? But listen to the words he wrote immediately before and after that. I'll read it. In the evening, I went very unwillingly to a society in Aldersgate Street where one was reading Luther's preface to the epistle to the Romans. About a quarter before nine, while he was describing the change in which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone, for salvation. And an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. 
God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things like John Wesley and a teenage mother called Mary and an old woman called Elizabeth who longed to bear a child for many, many years. A few days after Joe's funeral, I was so lost and confused and exhausted. <laughs> I walked in a fog, although I didn't realize it at the time. I made lists upon lists of things that I had to be sure to do. Then I would lose the lists. <laughs> I was a mess. So I called the hospice center for a referral to a grief support group, and my call was transferred to the volunteer office. The phone was answered by an older lady who easily supplied the information I needed. Then she offered a prayer, which I accepted over the phone, and she told me that God loved me and blessed me. I promptly told her I didn't think I was in very good favor with God at the moment. I mean, after all, I just lost my husband. But she insisted even more fervently and with joy in her voice that I was loved by God and that he will give me all that I need and so much more to heal and to have peace and that he would take care of me. And I remember when I hung up that phone very succinctly thinking to myself, I don't think God could ever love me like that. <laughs> what did I know? But at least now, I had hope. God used that ordinary woman on the telephone that day, at that very moment, and through her own words, to plant a seed in my soul and a fire in my heart that would grow from a gentle flame to a fiery blaze longing for God. God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Not being affiliated with any church at the time of my husband's demise, the funeral home enlisted the clergy to preside over Joe's celebration of life. The clergy was actually a retired gentleman who left the priesthood after many years to marry the love of his life, one of the nuns in the diocese. I sometimes wonder what Joe would have said about that. <laughs> Not knowing any other clergy either, I was referred by the hospice staff, of all places, to a local Methodist church. That poor young pastor, the first time I met him, I talked and he listened and I talked some more and he listened some more. Then he showed me around the church building that very day and he even invited me back. I guess he wanted to sign me up right away because I really needed it. Boy, did I ever. I became an avowed member within a month of Joe's funeral. Yes, I guess I really needed God. And he, as always, was beckoning me. I started to read the Bible and write reflections of sermons and prayers for the church. This from a woman who rarely prayed for almost 40 years at least until I was hurt or in trouble. Then I'd pray a little bit, and then I'd shove God back behind that door again until I felt I needed him when I was hurt or alone. 
Ashamedly, he was a god of my own convenience for many years until the Methodist church encouraged me to build a relationship with God. Who? Me? We can do that? I soon also build a website totally devoted to the glory of God. And number one, I don't build websites. I'm not a webmaster. And I still pay GoDaddy to keep it up on the internet as I'm pretty sure one day it'll be used for the good of something. Unbelievable. Then in the middle of COVID, I moved north from Florida to Indiana and was asked by different churches and organizations to give a presentation called Stay in Love with God and Who Do I Aspire to Be Like in the Bible? And later, to lead prayers at a Methodist Women's Annual Conference and make all sorts of videos. I was also blessed to receive a master's level training in pastoral counseling. And once again, I asked God, really, me, God? I never thought, never thought in a million years. <laughs> I bet God thought I sounded like Moses doubting God's motives and power and how he can work through each of us. I'm now writing a book of true short stories, an anthology of how God touches people's lives called The Purple Heart of Jesus, which was partly named because of a wall hanging at our church, which now hangs proudly in my home, rescued from the trash heap. I came to work at Noblesville first in June of 2020, and the rest is history. Now working with the pastoral care team, which is a fabulous addition to 29 years of psychiatric nursing, I know that no matter what the diagnosis, ailment, or brokenness any person may have, there is always a psychological and a spiritual component working toward the best possible outcomes and that the worst is never the last. Sometimes, even as a nurse, I was discouraged by employers from praying with people. That has never happened here, praise God. <laughs> and there is always hope because of Jesus. Now I stand with humbled honor at this lectern quite often, still writing prayers with hopes of entering the ministry for the church as a local pastor. All this from someone who rarely prayed and never cracked the Bible for almost 40 years. You know, I think God likes that number 40. Something keeps reminding me about that number. Like in Mark, the first chapter, Jesus was tempted by Satan in the wilderness for 40 days and angels took care of him. And we read from the book of Acts, chapter 7, that after 40 years in the wilderness, Moses saw the burning bush. You see, this is not at all about how God made me great, because I'm not. I'm just as ordinary as the next guy, and also walked in the wilderness for many years. But know that God does extraordinary things and uses ordinary people maybe even ordinary dogs like Houston, to better this world. 
being ordinary people yet extraordinarily loved by God has been our foundation on the daily prayer program for the past two years for this church. Did you know that? Do you think it is purely a coincidence that this topic was chosen for me by someone else many months ago to speak about today? Please, let me close by giving Mary and Elizabeth some equal time here. Yes, being a teenage mother was frightening and a blessing at the same time. How well I know. But Mary had the honor and privilege of birthing and rearing Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And Elizabeth, an older woman, given birth by some reports to John the Baptist at 88 years old, felt the joy of the Lord through her leaping baby. Lord, please don't get any ideas if I should live that long, okay? <laughs> but I guess I would do that too if God asked. Would you? How far are any of us willing to go for that man who died on the cross? Hmm. Both ordinary women were filled with the Holy Spirit that day when they met, making them both extraordinary in the eyes of God and the world around them. God fulfilled his promises to both lowly women back then, and because of their faith in God and by God, they changed the world in extraordinary ways. Please, let me pray the same for all of you right now. Lord Jesus, we are your ordinary people. And we read so much in the Bible about the extraordinary ways in which you move throughout time. And you are still with us, still moving with us, around us, through us, and among us, each and every one of us. By the power of Holy Spirit, have us do extraordinary things, Lord, where you touch the heart of one through us as ordinary people to make a positive impact on another for the good of this world and for your glory, Lord. I ask also, Jesus, if there are any among us here who do not feel your movement in their life right now, or those that do not believe you use them in extraordinary ways, that you show them your divine intervention today, Lord, Open their hearts, their eyes, and their ears to know that Holy Spirit is guiding their every step. And for those who do not or cannot believe in the highest power of God through Jesus Christ, like my Joe, please touch their hearts with your love so they can receive you, our mighty and loving God. Use us to help make that change happen. Lead us to pray as Mary prayed the Magnificat. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Thank you for loving your ordinary children, Father, and for being our extraordinary God. Amen. Oh, yes. I could not find any leaping babies to be with us today. 
but there will be a leaping dog named Louie outside in the narthex and also leaping frogs after the service today. Please take a frog home with you. Share the love and the laughter throughout your extraordinary day. God has blessed you all. Amen. <laughs> Now, please, you're welcome to open your hands and receive this closing blessing as you leave for this whole week and keep it in your heart. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the Father, Son Jesus, and by most Holy Spirit. Amen. Don't forget your frogs. <laughs>